Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. And so are these fans. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Boston organization has been well run for a long time now. From the top on down, here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 the final tonight! And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. The Red Sox have won the World Championship. The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. They win the World Series 4 games to 1. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with four world championships. Can you believe it? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I am the Rit. As always, I have my man DC back. And we brought, a little, we brought a little, little pinch hitting from the bench. We got socks addict. Melissa, what's going on? Not much. Just had fun watching that game today. Oh man, the Red Sox are looking good again. Uh, it's been a little while since since we've all been on here. Lots of, lots happening. Uh, but Sox Attic, let's start with you. Well, what's been going on? Just watching the Sox, making shirts, and um, that's pretty much it. I have Girls Weekend this weekend with my partner in crime, the pesky party girl. It's her birthday. Oh, oh yeah. So. Yeah, we're gonna get. Happy birthday, <laughs> early birthday, Christina. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be the like we'll celebrate this weekend, but it's the twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, Masa sits there and hits a home run for her for yes. her birthday. I am glad uh, he showed up a little, you know, more today. That was great. DC, what's been going on, man? How you doing? C- coming off the uh, the fifteen day IL. Yeah, it's been a little bit, man. Um, Doing some family stuff. Got a little uh, sidetracked with some of that stuff going on, but uh, glad to be back on, man. Missed you guys. Uh, hey, for for a little bit there, I actually thought we might have been part of the uh, the the corruption of this Red Sox organization. You know, we we had on uh, Cody for the Pirates. We got swept. We had Jamie Gatlin on, or Gatlin. Swept. I'm like, what the heck? <clears throat> but we had we had Jeff Fletcher uh, come on talking about the Angels, and well, we took three or four there, which should have been a four or four, in in my opinion. And we had no one to help us cover the Twin series, and well, we took two out of uh, three again. So it looks like we are not the curse, thank God. <laughs> but uh. Let's start with, uh, it's been a little while, so uh, let, let's talk about the Red Sox, Adam Duvall injury. You know, it's been a while, a little bit. So uh, replacing Adam Duvall, they went and uh, they have pretty much a platoon covering the outfield now. They got Ref Snyder out there, Tapia. They also uh, brought up our boy Jaron Duran, and uh, they're kind of like 
a center field by committee almost out there. Uh, let's start with you, DC. What are your thoughts on uh, how Heim Bloom and the Red Sox are dealing with the Adam Duvall injury? I mean, it's been like, I mean, we had a lot of guys, like we talked about in the past podcast, how, you know, we had the versatility. Um, saw Valdez come up yesterday. I know that's not the center fielder, but that kind of changes things with uh, the other stuff that's been going on with the Royal going on the, uh, oh, he's, about, he's probably going to go on the IL. If not, he's going to be off. I think he's missing the whole, tw- he missed the whole twin series. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Or did he Wait, pinch hit today? He, he hit today. Yeah, he, he hit today. Hit. That's my bad. He actually hit. Yeah, he got a hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Duran's been showing up the last few games. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I know I've kind of shit on him a good a bit. So, I'm kind of eating crow as far as the last few games. So, I mean, I'm pretty impressed. Um, obviously, losing the ball is huge. That sucks. He was our biggest contributor at that point. But Rafi Devers has been showing up. He's one of the league leaders in home runs. He's our guy when it comes to the batting order. Um, and honestly, like, as much as I'm on Duvall train, that's not sustainable the whole season, I don't think. But I mean, he, he's going to give us 25 to 30 if he can be out there. But uh, we need guys like Devers to step up like he has been. Uh, Enrique Hernandez, or Kike. I just called him Enrique for the first time in my entire <laughs> life, I think. Um, he's well, uh, I- he hit, after today, he's hit eight, or safely in the last eight of nine games. He's over the Mendoza line. Um yeah, I mean, Yoshida went two for five today. That's good to see. He's been struggling a decent bit this this whole season. I mean, other than the opening first two series. Um, but, yeah, I've been impressed with how they, you know, they kind of put a bandit on it. Durant, he showed up, man. I, I can't say, I, I, yeah, I was wrong, you know, so far. I know it's very, 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 very small, small uh, sample size, but it seems like he's stepping up in the times we need it most. Yeah, uh, Jaron Duran. Uh, love it at bats. He's has, I think, three extra base hits, you know, mm-hmm. all in all in key situations. Uh, and I, I love how today the post game interview, uh, they, they were just talking, and he's like, I'm just here, just here to have fun and play baseball. That's all Alex Cora is expecting from him. And I think that's really good that when you have a, a manager like Alex Cora who doesn't want to put pressure on, on a young guy, you know, uh, this possibly could be his last you know, ride or die for him. And if he can sit there and prove his worth, uh, he can be on the roster for a you know, sustainable amount of, of the future. So, uh, Melissa, well, what are your thoughts on how they are replacing Adam the ball? I mean, replacing him is like difficult. <laughs> he was, uh, he was a lot of power. Um, but, um, I really, I was, I've been surprised with Duran. His batting stance changed. He's way more athletic. He's just, um, his, like he definitely worked on himself. And um, so I've been impressed because I've actually been somebody that's talked crap about him also. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, you're not the only one. Um, so, yeah. And, and of course, Devers, like, he's just going to keep being Devers, and that's good. Um, so I think. I think we're going to be okay. I mean, honestly, when it first happened, I thought this is it. We're done. We're done. I mean, that was because I go to like panic mode that, uh, that, you know, Red Sox PTSD. I like to talk about it's, you know, puts me in that trauma mode. So I was like, Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> like we're done. We're done. So honestly, the first game against the twins, I was like, I went into it thinking, Oh no, this is going to be bad, but it was good. So, I'm yeah. good about that. I mean, yesterday was a down day. It was pretty bad, but 
I, I think defensively, uh, we're doing a lot better. Uh, Jaron Duran's actually showing that he can play the outfield and center field in Fenway Park. Uh, Tapia and uh, Ref Snyder are doing. Ref Snyder had had a really amazing catch. Uh, I think his first day playing center field out there, mm-hmm. and they're kind of the power that we're missing from the ball is kind of getting spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kike has you know three home runs in the season. Turner has one. My boy uh, Verdugo has two. You know, DC loves him now. Uh, you know, Massa has a home run. So it's it's really great how, you know, they're spreading the, his, the power that they're going to be missing across. You know, we got to have uh, Tristan Casas heat up a little bit. But, man, he, he, he took, what, a 13-pitch walk, you know, at, at bat today? Like that was that's patience for from a, a young guy uh, as young as he is in the majors. Uh, oh, did you get the? Uh, did you sit there and, and see that DC at all? Uh, no, was that work? Well, so was I, but I thought you might sit there and see it on a highlight somewhere here or there. No, man. When I got home from work, I uh, I made some dinner, and I just kind of played with the daughter. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, he, he took. I think, I, I think it was a thirteen. Uh, pitch a bat he had so did he have and, his own, like a long one like that where he let out that long or loud yeah, roll? that was a few games back yeah so that's yeah. the second one in what how many games that's pretty good yeah. to see. yeah like you said you know, young guy showing discipline mm-hmm. what we need so but no uh overall i think i think we're doing pretty pretty decent without the ball uh defense we've kind of on the plus side pow, uh offense we're kind of spreading that out uh let's talk about the red sox bullpen and Minus like a piece or two, they're actually doing pretty well for what uh, for what they have put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting there looking looking at the stats over here, that we have, you know, Kenley Jansen is doing wow. what Kenley Jansen should. That's our closer. It's wow. yeah. unreal. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, yeah, it's good. When when Kowski, you know, uh, long relief, he's doing amazing. Uh, I kind of like how they they. Put Cutter Crawford back in another long relief. Uh, so now we have two back-to-backs because with our starters, Kluber just showed today how, you know, they are not able to go deep. Like, that's that's one, been one of our problems. Yesterday, yesterday uh, yeah. It was – Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, yesterday. I'm I'm three, four okay. days all, <laughs> all over the place. I'm not good with time. <laughs> so uh, who, who else we had? Uh, John Shriver's been, you know, looking pretty decent for us. Dare I say it? Caleb Ort oh. has been – he yeah. hasn't allowed a run the last – at least his last four appearances. He strikes out guys, you know, a pretty decent clip. I think he has 10 strikeouts and probably not that many innings. Um, yeah, I think he yeah. struck out two in his last appearance. I mean, he he scares the shit out of me when he's on the mound, but, you know, recently he's been getting it done. It's definitely yeah. better than Brazier. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Zach Kelly, he's on the uh, 60-day IL. Oh, man. But, yeah. but, man, he was he was doing really well for us. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a 3.68 ERA, and he was able to be confident when he went out there for us. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty impressed with our bullpen uh, recently. Um, they've been used a lot, so that's what makes me a little nervous. So I'm really excited to have Cutter Crawford as an extra guy to be long relief. 
Um, I mean, Chris Martin was pitching pretty decent before he got hurt. I mean, that was retroactive mm-hmm. back to the 13th. So, you know, he should be back, hopefully, not too long after uh, the 15 days rolls up. But, uh, yeah, Winkowski been, has been decent for us in you know, a long, long relief. Um, Caleb Orr, like I said, man, he, he's got gas. He just has to, you know, keep his command. Um, I get a heart attack every time he comes out, but mm-hmm. I, I like, I talk shit about him in my head and I just think of the next tweet I'm going to put. And then, you know, he, <laughs> he proves me wrong. So yeah, maybe yeah. we found the, uh, we found the trick, man. Uh, the one person in our bullpen is Richard Blyer. I don't know. He has to be the next guy on the DFA list without a shadow of a doubt, because he has just been horrendous. Uh, I do want to stick up a slight little bit for Brazier. In our bullpen, he has had the most appearances uh, with 10. So they're using him left and right. So in 10 games already this early, it's kind of a a lot of a workload to put on a relief pitcher. Uh, Melissa, what what are your thoughts about the bullpen as a whole so far? I'm feeling good about that. It's our starters that scare me more than anything. Um, um, Brazier has, with making all this weird, has had a couple times where I was like, okay, he he did something good, but today kind of just took all that away. <laughs> today was bad. So Yeah. T- today I was so worried overall. Yes, I, was I was like, like we're this ahead, but he is the guy who could make us, you know, lose – let them get a bunch of runs or you know, score just being him. And yeah. And the way the final out was hilarious. So that's funny. I had to go back and check out the highlights. I yeah. feel so lost. I'm just looking at the box score and I'm like, I'm still actually kind of mad that I, I didn't realize that Christian Royal had a bat today until I looked down as I said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't know because no, he wasn't supposed to. Uh, he came in. Yeah. Was, well, I heard. I wasn't even looking at the game for a second, and I heard a hit, and I look, and I was like, "Is that a Royo?" Like, and I first of all I was surprised he got a hit. Second of all, just surprised he was in. <laughs> yeah. I that. Glad he's healthy, though. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll end up back on the day to day. He just had been like not doing the greatest defensively, or either no. way, but. So he's been frustrating me a little, but yeah. Uh, overall, I'm really pleased with the with the bullpen. Uh, looks like uh, even when we have a substantial lead, we've got a, a one or two guys we can throw in there, Blyer, Brazier, that can make it look like a really close game. And yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's horrendous. It's it's like. <laughs> I was watching today, and I and I was like, "Wait, you might as well sit there and warm up Kenley. You might as well warm him up. He's going to get a save opportunity here." Yeah. Because, like, I just get so worried. Like, how am how am I supposed to sit there and, and be feel comfortable when we're up from as much as we were? Even when they brought in the Twins, brought in a position player for pitching, I thought we should have gotten way more runs at that point. <laughs> but oh well we gotta win and we won the yeah. series yeah. so thank god hey you uh, win series you make the playoffs so you oh yeah big series mm-hmm. you know we we won the first one lost the next two and now we won the next uh the next two series so uh tomorrow we start uh milwaukee 
So, and they're actually doing quite well right now. So, uh, I got to brush up on my uh, my Rockies knowledge. I didn't pay too much attention to them this year. The Brewers. Yeah. What did I say? The Rockies. I said Milwaukee. My bad. Oh. Somebody just said it fast. But uh, right, maybe I said Rockies. I don't know. I'm tired. I know. <laughs> I mean, you got a baby. You never know what's gonna come out of your mouth. Like, I don't. No, I didn't even hardly watch baseball when I had a baby. There's no way. Like, it was so I could. I do want to say, my baby loves watching baseball or any sport. Yeah. She'll be freaking out. I'll put her on the bed and face her towards the TV, like on our side. Watches it for like 20 minutes and passes out. That's a good did, sign. That's a sign of intelligence right there. <laughs> did you sit there and say you put on the 2004, uh, what was it, the ALCS or something? You. Oh, uh, my stepdaughter on yeah. Tuesday, I, I had a PTO. So I, uh, I kept her home because I wanted to have, you know, have some quality time because I don't really see her too much with uh, her going to school. And then when I come home after work, I don't really, I don't do too much. And she goes to her dad's on the weekend. So I was like, I'll keep her out. Well, she kept complaining that she couldn't find anything on YouTube. I mean, she knows how to work her TV. She gets me every time with it, but she, oh, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. So I just walked in and I put on 2004 ALCS game four and just walked out. <laughs> hey, she watched it though, didn't she? But she didn't tell me to change it. So I don't, I'm not sure if she actually watched it or, or she just kind of played with her toys and stuff. But hey, as far as, you know, if I have anything to do with it, my, my I mean, she's my stepdaughter, but she's my daughter. Um, both my daughters will be, will be, uh, Huge Red Sox fans. They'll be huge sports fans across the board, but definitely Red Sox will be mm-hmm. will be her her team. She better yeah. be her. You know, she's gonna be she's gonna have a rough childhood if she's a Yankees fan. I would, that was not allowed. I've been literally disowned. Like, get yeah. out of the house. That's what like, you know. You see that sandbox out there underneath the carport. <laughs> Christina always says my kid could be a, a serial killer before they could be a Yankees fan. <laughs> That's hey, as long as she takes care of us and doesn't kill me, then you know, exactly. I'm all right. And just don't get caught because I don't want to be embarrassed and have my exactly. name out there like exactly. that. Yeah. Man, man I, I can't wait till, till your daughter's old enough, DC, so I can be like, let Uncle Rit tell you about the story how you could have been Xander. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I I think I would have changed it to be honest with you, because um, yeah, he signed in December, right? Or was it when did he sign? Yeah, December. It was before the baby was born. Yeah, um, it was definitely December. I remember the night. I would have I would have changed that name. That would have hurt too much. I I I I, I like the Padres. I, I lived in San Diego for a couple of months um, years ago. The year that they signed, like or you know James Shields, Matt Kemp, Justin Upton, um, Kate, Craig Kimbrell. Um, so like I kind of have a soft spot for him because I went to a bunch of games while I lived there. I can't watch games now. Like I, I don't even like to talk about it. I hate jumping on Twitter and seeing people talk about Bogey every time he does anything. It breaks my heart. I uh, I still remember the day at work, and and I was just Melissa. I was just joking with him. I, I I went and told our assistant manager. I'm like, yo, he's like, what? I said, I said, when DC co- comes out comes around here. Tell him that Xander Bogarts just signed. Who would I say? Dodgers. So just, oh, yeah, he, Bogarts just signed with the Dodgers. So it's your it, fault that we lost it, Xander. It, and it was, it, it was so, fault. it was so funny <laughs> because it, oh it was funny God, because oh. our, our assistant manager knows nothing about baseball except for he says he's a Pirates fan. So, like I said, he knows nothing about baseball. <laughs> 
And it was, it was so funny because he told him that was with a straight face. Mm-mm. And and the CDC space go. I, you would not be my friend. Oh, man. Oh, wait, 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 he can fire you. Does he have the power to fire you? I don't. Oh, wait. oh you don't? Okay. You don't? I mean, I, I could. I could. You could get him fired, in. though? Okay, well, then. I could I, put my stay in, but. I can't. Yeah, that's what I can't. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Uh, I'm not. I'm not high on that totem pole oh, yeah, yet. That was, that was bad. That was a bad night for me. Like, uh, I. I mean, I went to like this Christmas party, and I was all, you know, just kept checking my phone, kept checking my phone. I came home, and I thought everything was good. I'm just sitting down having a glass of wine, and then I hear my son. Like, I started another episode over of a show I was watching. I hear my son from the other room go, "No," and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Is the TV too loud? Am I keeping you awake?" He's like, we lost him, we lost him. And I was like, I thought he was joking. And yeah, then I just went and cried in the shower. <laughs> I, 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 I woke up I woke up, and I was like, wait, wait, is this a joke? Like, yeah. legit. I was like, this has to be a joke. Did we and, work that day? Yeah. I think. And, and, you, you wore your, you son of a. <laughs> that, yeah, because cause I, I said that, I was like, I was like, man, this has got to be a joke. And then all of a sudden I'm like, dude, huh. I went, I went, grabbed my Xander Bogarts jersey and wore it that day just for him. Oh no, 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 no. It wasn't the Xander Bogarts jersey. It was the all-star game David Ortiz jersey when they were in San Diego. So oh. it was it was it was the San Diego colors. And and he he sits there and looks at me. This is all your fault. He looks it's at me with, with total disgust. <laughs> we might so, have to edit this part out. <laughs> No. no, I think you should definitely keep it. I mean, I'll lose followers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Just think of, uh, when, when Joey comes on and then this story gets brought up. I'm like, whoa, that gets circled around. Next thing you know, I'm like banned from Fenway Park. Like, <laughs> but man. No. I forgot all about that, you son of a bitch. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, so. But uh, yeah, I, I got a soft track, my bad. Oh, no. Hey, hey, uh, I love going down those rabbit holes. But uh, the Red Sox lineup, you know, up until today and yesterday seemed to be in self-destruct mode. You know, Casas, you know, can't get a hit. Masa was, is struggling at the plate. They seemed, seemed for the longest time, the only two players that was doing any, any good was my, was my boy Doogie and Devers. Yeah. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts right now on how well they've turned around a little bit compared to what they were, you know, with say Tampa Bay series, DC? Yeah, I mean, it's it, this past series, other than the second game, has been night and day from our offense with Tampa. I mean, they were basically non-existent in my opinion. Um, kind of like I touched on at the beginning of the, this show. Uh, I'm excited to see. Kike, you know, coming out of his slump, eight of the last nine, he's hit safely. Yoshida got two knocks today. I mean, that could, that could jumpstart him. Um, Duran has been impressing me. And I mean, Rafi Devers, man, he, uh, I think he could hit 40 home runs this year easily. Uh, he's mashing the ball. I mean, he'll have a couple games where he's kind of, you know, not really existing, but it's early in the season. Um, I think once the starts warming up, He's gonna start hitting ball, hitting bombs, man. Um, but yeah, overall the lineup really scared me about a week ago. Um, if Kike can turn it around like he has been and continue to, you know, ride this hot bat, and Yoshida can, uh, you know, turn it around fully, 
I think we're going to be fine. And then, you know, we get the ball back later in the season and Trevor story, I think we'll get him back a little earlier than we anticipated. So yeah, I mean, it, you're going to have rough, you know, rough spots in this year, in the season. Um, there's going to be times where the offense is stagnant, but I think this team has a really good offense, offensive attack. And I did, I'm not too worried. Um, I would like to cut down on the strikeouts, but other than that, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what I saw from the twin series because it's the Tampa Bay series, man, that really, that kind of put me in a depression a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and even look at our catchers, you know, before the season started, there was three catchers, Alfaro, Wong, and McGuire were all kind of battling for the spots, or so we thought. And now Wong has ha- has he's thrown out uh, a lot of batters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got that defensive presence now. Uh, on the offensive side, Reese McGuire has been on fire. Uh, mm-hmm. Before today's game, you know, he's batting 406. Both catchers have four doubles on the season. So th- they're getting those extra base hits that we need from – you know, the eight spot, the nine spot, uh, somewhere along those lines. Uh, Melissa, well, what are your thoughts of, of how they started turning everything around? It's um, it's kind of, I'll bring it up again, the PTSD. It's like whenever things start going good, I'm like, oh, God, they're going to go bad again. It's just, but um, I, honestly, with the, the Twins doing so well, I was surprised that we did that we beat them in the series but um but I always try to be optimistic I really do um even if the in the back of my head I'm like oh this is gonna be bad I try not to say it don't don't put it out there but um I've been happy with it and then um you know we've had um uh Chang has done some good stuff I'm like I mean he had the paternity day and um but today he got a good hit and um, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited to keep watching. I'm a little nervous for the this next series because um, I think that uh, they're doing pretty good. They're like fourteen and five. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, said, just trying to be optimistic. That's I try to stay sunshiny. <laughs> Man, yeah, I like yes- it. I like it. Yesterday uh, we brought Emmanuel Valdez up. To mm-hmm. the roster, and, and his first major league hit, first mm-hmm. major league hit, and his first mm-hmm. and second major league error. Like mm-hmm. he was in when he was on on the Woo Sox, he was known. I think for they his... took away the second error. I think did they? I think they did. I think okay. they recalled and took it away. So I think he only had one error in that game. But I'm, but yeah, I'm he, he was known for his defense uh, down in Triple A, mm-hmm. and man. Coming up to Fenway Park, I don't know if it was the Fenway jitters or, or what, but man, he 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 got at least one error. And mm-hmm. uh, what were your guys' thoughts and, and what'd you like to see about uh, Valdez yesterday, Melissa? Um, I would honestly think that um, I was really excited that he was coming up because um, I have been frustrated with Arroyo, and um, and I thought like he can kind of play in that area area and just do better but that being his first time and he got a hit and you know i would say it could have been worse like so um i know there were like mixed emotions when they said they were sending back down or whatever um but i think that was the right call for now but um but it was it was just exciting to see him because i've just heard so much 
Yeah, uh, he was one of the two main pieces in the uh, Christian Vasquez trade last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, you, you had to think it was just going to be a, a one, maybe two day stint because mm-hmm. the only reason they brought him up was because Chang was going on the paternity leave. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's a, been a Red Sox fan. Like, so I didn't know that part that he's that's he's a Red Sox fan. And so, um, he was very excited to be able to. I mean, that's just crazy. Can you imagine? Like, that's awesome. imagine just growing I didn't up, know that. Red, yeah, like growing up and then just, you know, playing. Yeah. You know, your, your first major league debut is in Fenway mm-hmm. Park. You get mm-hmm. your first hit in Fenway Park, being a lifelong, uh, lifelong fan. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, pretty amazing. Uh, DC, what, what were your thoughts uh, seeing Valdez uh, was getting called up? It's pretty cool. Um, I've been looking forward to him coming up for, you know, since he got traded here. After I did some reading on him, he can mash. He mashed in uh, minors last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was going to be a quick one, especially with uh, the paternity list being one to three days. Um, and I guess, I mean, it was a telling sign. I, I didn't do any reading about it, but I don't know if they said if Royal was you know available off the bench today going into the game. I wasn't sure if they did, so it makes sense that he got sent back down. Really cool to see he got two hits, you know, in his debut. Um, air doesn't really bother me, you know. That's going to happen mm-hmm. first game up there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do if he has any. Up- I mean, he's going to have plenty of opportunity this year, I think, especially with the way our middle infield is. If we have injuries in the outfield, if PK needs to go out to center field like he is doing now and bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. And with the Royal struggling, you know, and with his history with injuries, Valdez mm-hmm. is going to have opportunities up in Boston this year. And uh, yeah. I think he'll do pretty well. I mean, he'll have just like anybody else that's coming up from the minors and not spending. He hasn't had any time in the majors. So there's going to be growing pains. So mm-hmm. I'm not too worried. Excited he got two hits, though. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of can't personally wait till uh, till next month, DC, when uh, we could possibly be asking uh, Mr. Valdez how what were his thoughts on his you know Fenway Park debut, his his first first career hit. So yeah, man, I'm. Uh, did we talk about this already? Or no, to no. talk about what? <laughs> uh, uh, not on air, DC. Go ahead. Did it listen though? Yeah, I know all. I figured. I figured. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, yeah, we got uh, press passes to um, when uh, the Wisher Woosox. I I messed that up. There's too many W's there, man. Um, Yeah, I I say it wrong. (laughs) Uh, I'm used to how they say it down in Maryland, but um, yeah, I mean, we got the we got press passes when they go to Scranton Wilkes-Barre Railroad Riders, uh, which is an hour from our house. I'm really excited for that opportunity. To be honest with you, I wasn't expecting that when he told me to check my email. So, I, so I'm stoked, man. I I can't wait to check it out. Go down there for at least two, or go up there for at least two games, maybe three. See what happens, depending on what my PTO looks like in a month. Yeah, I uh, I was I was stoked, and I want to sit there and throw out a big shout out to uh, the VP of the Wu Sox, Joe Bra- uh, Bradley, uh, for helping us out, getting us the right direction. Uh, great interview he had coming on. And man, he really sit there and helped us out. He even said if we ever get to go up to uh, Warshire, I say that right? Worcester. 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 Ah. How do you say like you know like the salt like Worcestershire sauce? That's that. Worcestershire. No, it's uh, Worcestershire. I know exactly. I have literally went on YouTube to make sure I'm saying it right. Which, but it's Worcester. Worcester. That's how you say it. I, I just. It, does I not just look like a, it looks like Worcestershire, whatever. But anyway, it's it's Worcester. I, I just I just realized uh, today. You got some weird when, dialect in PA. Yeah, 
Well, I, I just realized today. I'm uh, mispronouncing uh, things, so it's like a a, a thing. Half yeah. Time. Well, the whole interview with Joe Braley, <laughs> I was saying it wrong. I, a lot but, of people well, do. No, a lot of people. If you're not from there, I think a lot of people. Oh, uh, I, I said it to this one girl, uh, lady at work, Annie, and she just looked at me. And she goes, "What'd you say?" Because she's from Boston. Uh, and and also she's like giving me no no, you don't say it like that. You forget the R altogether. There's a well, yeah, well, you and like you say it's just it's almost like you're saying like W O O S T E R kind of like Worcester. Worcester. Yeah, Worcester. Worcester. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like O O S T E R. Yeah, something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty positive. I'm like 99. That's how you say it. But oh, I believe you. I uh, I don't I, I trust you more than myself. <laughs> it, it, it's funny we are closer to Boston, but we gotta have a lady from Texas <laughs> teach us how to right. how to say Boston names. That's like I listen to so many podcasts and I've watched documentaries. Like so, I'm just you know I like people are like, what do you watch on Netflix? Whatever. I'm like. I just listen to podcasts and YouTube videos of Red Sox. <laughs> That's what I do oh, right yeah. now. So, but hey, next up is the greatest segment in podcasting today. <laughs> I can't remember who else also uh, does this segment after was we it? already did. Oh, I think I remember who. The guy Fair who blocked me. Was it foul? <laughs> in Rosenthal. Yes. Yes. Hey! Even leave me blocked you over that. Oh, so yeah! Funny. I told Alvin Jarlick, "Fuck you." <laughs> but uh, no, fair or foul, you know, it, it's a pesky podcast uh, tradition. So we're we're gonna bring it back for this episode. So fair or foul? The first topic is the Red Sox will turn around and finish above 500 by the end of April. Fair or foul, DC? Oh, uh, I'm going to be optimistic. Um, I'm going to say fair. We have the Brewers, Orioles, and the Guardians. Guardians are a tough team. Um, they're going to be they're going to be hard to beat. You know, two out of three games, but that's at home. Uh, then we have we're at the Orioles before them after uh, the Brewers. And the Orioles, they always give us fits, man. They have a they have a potent offense. Um, I mean, we had you know that three game series of the open the series, and they. Uh, they raked, man, and they ran all over us. Um, but I'm gonna be optimistic. I uh, I think we'll do a lot better with Wong behind the dish. Um, you know, with his defensive ability to be able to throw out, you know, throw out runners. But I'm gonna say fair. I think we, I think we are about two, three games over 500. Okay, Melissa, what about Ten you? Ten right now, so. I want to say fair so bad. Well, you know what? Wait, can you cuss on this? <laughs> Yeah, I've been cutting yeah. the show. Yeah, um, you know. Well, I'm just gonna say I hope it's fucking fair. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Oh, oh my man Doogie. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Um, because it's um I think it'll be tough. I think it is possible. Um, so I'm gonna say I hope it's fucking fair. Just gonna say. Okay. I gonna be optimistic. But I'm going to also be realistic, and I'm going to say foul. Uh, we play, like they said, we play the Brewers. That's going to be a tough series. Uh, we play Baltimore, and we do not have Adam Duvall to do a walk-off home run this time. And we play the Guardians. So I'm going to be 
realistic mm -hmm. and I will say foul, we will be two games under 500 by the end of April. So I think that is very, very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, but, you know, please be fucking fair. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch the orders because now Verdugo next up in fair or foul Verdugo is the truth at the leadoff spot. Melissa, let's start with you. That is absolutely fair. That is beyond fair. That is like gone. DC. Come on, you got, <laughs> you 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 got to be on the train. But what, what, to the Verdugo side. Once you are finally on the train, I I know you're at the station. You're at the station right now. You're about ready my, to buy. I got my ticket. My ticket punched. I'm about to step up. You know. Okay. Uh, I'm, okay. I, I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> hey, I, that one or one of the last podcasts I was on with uh, Melissa and Christina, um, and obviously you, um, I owned up. You know, I, I said I. I've been hard on Verdugo. I, uh, but ever since he got traded here, I don't know what it is. I, I just haven't liked him, you know. And I, I think it, like it I said, it plays in that. There's a lot of people. yeah. It's it, and it's nothing that he does. It's just I like I said, and not to bring up the best trade. I Mookie Betts was one of my favorite players that oh, yeah. that crushed me when he got yeah. traded. And um, you know, when you trade Mookie Betts, you expect to get you know instant impact. And you know, he was really good in 2020 for us, but that's a shortened season, so. I don't read into that too much and balls were juiced, you know, those couple years and run out of aspect. But um, I mean, he's hitting 329, 14, 14 runs, a uh, couple home runs, big hits. Uh, yeah, he, he's given everybody everything we need as far as a leadoff hitter. So I, 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 it's fair, man. He's crushing the ball right now. He's behind Devers. He's, you know, he might honestly be even hitting better than Devers, just minus the power. He's doing everything else. Um, Mm -hmm. And he isn't making mistakes on the base pass, you know, like he was last year, the year before. I'm impressed by him. I really am. And uh, yeah, man, I'm going to I'm going to own up to it and I'm going to say fair. As soon as you're on the train, as soon as you're on the train, I'm going to have to buy you a Verdugo shirt and I'll, I'll give you your choice. Keep no, you need the, 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 the shirt. We, we have the new one. You know, you need to get that. I, I, well, I Look know. what I'm doing right now. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to socksaddicts.com and get it. Yeah, socksaddicts. Socks addicts, like plural. Plural. Yeah. Yeah, because I typed in without the S, and I'm like, what the hell did I? What the? Yeah, like, what I do? Yeah, do, just do. No, socks it makes sense though. I mean, it takes I like you it. straight to the link, the bonfire link. Yeah, I mean, because either way, that quote was a wonderful quote, and that was a good moment. I mean, it was funny because, you know. He was like, and it's foul, and and so he just stopped, and then, and then he was like, oh wait, and then he you know kept going. It was just, it was a um, entertaining moment for sure. Oh man, I I love the interview afterwards, and and plus Will Norbrook said that he needs the shirt. So if Will says it, you gotta have it. Oh man, you know, just saying. <laughs> hey, we we gotta right give now. the people what they want. Yes, give the people what they want. And 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 Verdugo. Being the leadoff man has definitely given the people what they want. Uh, I know I always loved his energy. Like yes. today, today that leadoff home run. Mm -hmm. Like that's how you get the get the ball going. He the, get the crowd into it. 
Mm-hmm. And we haven't had a leadoff hitter since Mookie, like Verdugo's doing right now. So I'm really impressed. It's fair all the way. It's fucking fair. Yeah. Just like the shirt. <laughs> yes. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. So, no, I, I told you I was gonna do it the first time you were on, and then I like, honestly kept forgetting about it. And now we kept talking <laughs> about Verdugo. I'm like, I'm buying a goddamn shirt. <laughs> Yeah, we have the, the Teach Me How to Doogie Int, but that new one. Well, and the thing is, we wanted to make it that night, but then ITM made one, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to make one because they made one, and I love them. I don't want to take anything from them. But then um, people kept saying, well, we want to buy from you. Can you do it to, you know, some people buy from them, and we'll buy from you. So I ma- we made one red made yeah. one the next day. So, man. Yeah. No, y'all are killing it with these T-shirts, man. I'm <laughs> Uh, you know, once still... I get over paying for a baby, I'm gonna buy it. Oh, I know, I know. It's... Yeah, hey, it's personally, I'm still waiting for the the, the whole uh, Keith Folk line. Go folk yourself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I haven't that even. That is a good one. It. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Somebody else said, "Oh, he said cowboy the folk up." Yeah, <laughs> like cowboy the folk up. Thing. He's like, you know, you know, cowboy up, and then with Keith Folk, you know, that 2004 team. That was yeah. Good. I still believe uh, we had him on. Thank you again, Melissa. I, I'm still riding that high. Oh, oh, hey. Well, we might we might as well sit there and take a little pause of fair or foul. DC, would you like to uh, tell everybody? Because I, I said we're going to announce who our next guest is next Thursday on the Pesky Podcast. Uh, the floor is yours, DC. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Devin Marrero on. Pretty stoked about that, man. Um, I was a little surprised when you sent me that, but uh, you. Try waking up in the first thing in the morning. And you you sit there and you you look and you have an Instagram message. Who, <laughs> if anybody's following our Instagram account and knows what they're doing, please help us out. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I just can't get into the goddamn password. Oh no! We're gonna have to sit there and, and and try again, maybe off the air, because I have no idea what I'm do- what I'm doing. But I, I looked yeah, at gonna... it. I'm and I was like, dude. I'm like. Is this really him? I checked the account and it's all legit. So I'm I'm pretty stoked. Uh, it was I, I I even went and told him about uh, meeting him all, uh, at Fenway Park, and he he was like, "Dude, that's funny," because I had no idea who he was. Like, I all I seen was a guy coming out with a gym bag, like, and I'm like, "He's got to be a baseball player," mm-hmm. you know? So. My kid's mom's oldest daughter at the time went and was like, well, just get your picture taken with him now and find out who it is later. <laughs> so I, great. I did. And I went through the, we went through the, uh, the pitchers. Nope. None of them <laughs> went through, went through the batters. I'm like, yo, that's Devin Morrow. So I'm like, sweet. But no, I, I, I can't wait for next Thursday. Uh, Devin's going to be on. It's going to be a great, you know, he sit there and said he just wants to come on and have some fun. So. Uh, we're just going to sit there and talk about his uh, career with the Red Sox, and talk some baseball, and just have fun. So, fair or foul? Let's go back to this. Tanner Houck is the ace of our pitching staff. DC, let's start with you. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you are probably going to laugh at me, but I'm, it's okay. I don't think he is. He's been pitching lights out. Um, it was awesome to see him 
you know, pitched seven innings today. That's the first time I think he's had seven innings pitched in a major league game. The most he had was six in the third, I think, and back mm-hmm. in 2021, I believe. Um, I, I still think Chris Sales are our, our ace. I think uh, I think what we saw him two nights ago is what we're going to okay. get, you know, consistently over the rest of the season. And, you know, he's been he's a guy that's made a handful of starts over three seasons. You can't expect him to kind of jump in and, you know, be that guy that he's been for us without getting, you know, his legs underneath of him. And I know that's me being, that's very optimistic. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be that guy, like, you know, hundred percent, but he's, he's our, he's our anchor of that pitching staff. And I, I think we, we, he makes or breaks our season. I, I truly do. Um, don't get me wrong. Hauk is, is tearing it up. Uh, I'm always been a fan of him and I'm, and I will admit, I, I thought he, and I still kind of do think he's better in the uh, bullpen long term. Um, I'm not going to get too excited off of one start of seven innings. I need to see that in a consistent, um, you know, basis. But uh, he's been tearing it up. But I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go foul on that. I'm going to say uh, to me, Chris Sale is our ace until um, I- I'm going to give him at least another year, solid shot. I, I think he. Uh, I think he he does what he did the other night, and he continues to you know, with that momentum. Hey, great points. Melissa, what about you? That is exactly what I was going to say. Um, so I'm not laughing at you. Um, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, you're fine. Anyway, Hauk has been great. And I, I love, but, but the Chris Sell that we just saw, that is our ace. I mean, and, and if he, maybe if he hadn't just shown up how he did um, recently, then I don't know who I would look at. I mean, Hauk would have to, you know, be like a stand-in. I don't know, <laughs> something. Um, but, um, but yeah, Chris Sell is definitely the ace. I feel like when he's doing well, look what it does. It fires up the rest of the team also. It's not just that. It's like, well, okay, this is this is our – this is Chris Sell. He's back. This is – look at these filthy pitches. This is – that's what an ace does. His slider was disgusting the other night. Filthy. It was like – and his – his expression, like, because even whenever he's pitching and he's not doing as well, he doesn't have that, like, crazy look in his eye. He had that crazy look. I was like, yes, this is Chris Sale. I'm going to be honest with you. I, it was cool seeing him have fun, you know, in spring training and all that. But mm-hmm. I want that dog. I, I don't want I don't want smiling, happy-go-lucky yeah. Chris Sale. Yeah, I, want, I mean, it was great to see him come off the mound smiling. That way it was odd a little bit. But, it was, you know, but uh, – you're right. It, I want to see that fighter. That I want that goddamn dog, that man. He's got an enemy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's go for the clean sweep. I'm also going to say foul. Chris Sale is Chris Sale until the day he stops playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's my guy, he man. Is, I love he, that he, dude. He's the ace of the of the starting pitching staff. Uh, just with how mm-hmm. can Whitlock what they can learn from him. You know, just by by watching him overall, uh, sitting there, and even uh, Bayo, you know, Bayo can just sit and learn from Chris Sale. Man, like that—that's how Chris Sale can be the ace. You know, not only going out and pitching like he did yesterday, mm-hmm. but also, you know, showing the others yeah, how to step up. Role. Yes, you are exactly right. So I'm going to also say foul, Chris Sale is the ace. So next up on fair or foul, this is Heim Bloom's last year as the Red Sox GM. This has been 
all oh. over Twitter, all over social media, you know, of fire Heim Bloom, fire Alex Cora. So fair or foul, Melissa, we're going to start with you. Mm-hmm. Is this Heim Bloom's last year's GM? I'm going to say foul. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible um, because it just depends on how everything goes. But um, I think he had a plan in place, whether we all like it or anybody likes it, you know, and I think um, it's not just him making decisions. I mean, he has to listen to the people above him, the ownership. And so I'm going to say foul, but I wouldn't honestly be surprised if it did happen. Okay. DC, what about you? Yeah, like Melissa said, uh, it all depends on, you know, how this year goes, I think. I think if this year is an utter failure, um, I think he's out. I think the ownership has to make that move, you know, based off the, the fan the fan base. Um, not that the fans have that much say, but it, it, it's going to be ugly if this is a failure of a season. Um, but I'm going to be optimistic. I think, uh, I think we can sneak into the playoffs even as the last wild card. Um, mm-hmm. and I think if even we come close to it, I think they give them another shot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go foul on that cautiously, but you know, like she said, I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised if he's not with the team next year, you know, going into the off season or, you know, when the off season begins, I, but I do think, um, they're going to give him a chance to kind of play this out, see what happens. Personally, I want a guy like Dave Browski, um, in a market like this, you need a guy that, you know, that wants to spend money, that wants to make moves. Yeah, it's good to find the, the diamond in the rough, but we're not the Rays. You know what I mean? Like, we have John Henry as our goddamn owner. Like, what are we doing sometimes? But mm-hmm. as much as I may or may not dis or may or may not agree with Hein Bloom, I think he I think he will be with the team next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go foul. Me, I'm going to go foul, but I've always called Hein Bloom the mad scientist. Mm-hmm. I think. Way back in 2018, he went and seen in the future. He's <laughs> he been putting the, or something. He's, he's like... been putting together this <laughs> this phenomenal farm system. And yeah. next year will be the make or break of everything for him because he got rid of all of our heavy marketing payroll, got rid of David Price. He's got rid of JD. We didn't pay Xander, but we got a farm system that can come and plug and play. And next year in the off season, Boston will be getting Shohei. <laughs> hey, we can pay, we, we will be able we will be able to afford him for several reasons. So we won't pay him. Yeah, but we but we can pay him. We the, can, the, but we won't. The, the, the ten years, five hundred million dollar contract. He's going to command six. I guarantee you. Well, just I mean, look he what likes Boston. Just saying, like, he, you know. <laughs> just just look what the Yankees did with uh, Matsui. Behind the wall that he played in, I think it was what left field, right field. They sold the they sold the Japanese uh, TV station, a billboard back there that they paid for him. So advertising is going to come with Shohei. All the merchandise from Shohei. You're going to, you're going to pay for over half the contract. 
we don't have to worry. The, the new balance of the, things. He's, he's, that yeah. And it's from Bob, that's it, what his deals with new balance. <laughs> so with Devers, Shohei, and all these young talented we have coming up. I think I think Heim Bloom has has took that DeLorean, like Melissa said, went to the future, <laughs> came back, That's and why he's like, "I'm side is 2020." I mean, I'm uh, just speaking that I'm you know putting that out there in the in the. But atmosphere. no, I, I I think I think everybody's wondering why we didn't re-sign Xander, why we didn't want Mookie. I think that the overall thing was we we want the biggest fish in the pond, and Heim wants Heim's gonna get the the blank check for Shohei Otani next year. I'm, I was right about Verdugo. I'll be right about this. I'll kiss you right in the goddamn lips if that happens. <laughs> I'll be there videoing it. I'll, I'll take it. it. <laughs> I'll take it, my man. I'll take it. So, I don't even care, dude. The last, the last fair or foul is a bonus one I'm throwing on here. Oh, Jesus. You better oh, not God. throw me for a loop on this one. Kike Hernandez is the worst defensive shortstop in the Major League Baseball. Oh, man. We're starting uh, with you, Melissa. I'm going to say foul. I mean, I'm going to say foul, not the worst. I mean, I don't know who the worst is, but I'm not going to do Kike like that. I just can't. I just love Kike too much. Ah, uh, it. it. DC's doing homework right now. I can see it. <laughs> I, so so I will go next. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't find anything. Shortstop wise, that, that man has way too many errors. Uh, and it's just simple errors. <laughs> it's, it's sad. but So I'm personally going to say it's fair. I, I say defensive wise, he is probably one of the worst, if not the worst shortstop in Major League Baseball. He, he It's just basic fundamentals mm-hmm. that – he needs to remember and i'm not seeing any of that in his resume so dc what are you saying i'll be honest with you, man i don't really i don't i don't know too much about you know i mean i know other players in the league but as far as other players yeah, defensibility you know at short that stick out are the good ones so it's like who would you I, compare them to i'm going to go I don't want to say fair. I mean, I, I much, you know, I prefer him much more in the center field position. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go fair on that one, but I mean, I'm not saying he's, he's definitely not in the top, the top half, Yeah. but uh, I'm not going to be really too harsh. I had, I'm gonna, I had hopes. I'm going to go foul. Uh, man. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love the little video he put together for us during spring training, but it's 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 not you have to be able to fulfill produce yeah you, you know produce. and produce and yeah it's a bit there it's been like hey just put bobby d out there it's all good you know bob stop man it, it, it it's uh what was it the other day they were playing and brazier brazier was trying to get out of an inning and it was it was just a, a routine shot right to the shortstop and he sat there and he scooped it up and he threw it and it was there was no way Cassis could sit there and scoop that up. It's just like, man, dude, like w- we need that shortstop there, like. And it's, yeah, and it's I miss, hard. I miss having a I miss having a shortstop. You know. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Hey, hey. Anytime you want hey, to be a shortstop, 
<laughs> guess who? Guess who just opted out of their deal today, or maybe hey, yesterday? Joe today, Iglesias. Yeah. That, that that'd be nice, but DC. He's one of the reasons we made the playoffs in 2021 when we signed him. He wasn't eligible because he signed with us after September, but he fucking raked, man. He got us yeah. into that. that spot. Yeah. But man, anytime you want to sit there and see, anytime you want to see a shortstop, dude, head right over to our YouTube channel, search the Pesky Podcast, subscribe, and then go down to the videos where you can sit there and see a great Xander Bogarts tribute video. Where are you now that I need you? DC, I know it's one of your favorites. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> so, oh man, oh man, guys, that was a great fair or foul segment. Glad we brought that back. Uh, a lot of great stuff coming up in the works. You know, Devin Moraro's coming up. Uh, we got our guy talking, Andy from the talking about the Brewers coming up here a little bit. Uh, we got. Hey, we're, we're gonna sit there and do some live coverage. Uh, when we go to the Sox games, and a lot of big things are happening, and it, it wouldn't have happened without all you guys listening to us. So, guys, make sure you check us out, iTunes, Spotify, leave a leave a review. Uh, we, we got a couple reviews on iTunes. Uh, let's see if I can pull one up right now and see. I'll read it right here on the air. Let's see here. AJ34, love the show and how they give you info on upcoming teams and series. Can't get that anywhere else. Uh, let's see here. Team Soko, my go-to source for everything Red Sox. The episodes released so far have been great preview of the upcoming season. Can't wait to hear what's next. Country Angel. Love the chemo and the passion you two have. Let's go, socks. Man, thanks for thanks for the uh the reviews on iTunes. But uh Melissa, let's uh some closing thoughts before we hit the interview with uh Andy talking brewers. Closing thoughts. Um lots of good vibes for the series that's starting. Um that's pretty much, um, we still need to plan that, um, us all going to Fenway, you know, definitely need to do that. We're Absolutely. going in June or July. Um, so yeah. Um, um, see what we can try to put together. Now will be sweet. Yeah. We definitely all got to get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going it for the, we're going to all three of the Yankees games and then two of the Braves in July. So I think it would be fun to come, you know. With y'all to the see the Woo Sox, you know, that would be awesome, but <laughs> that's a long way away. <laughs> that is a long way. But if you're if, hey, you're ever in the area, we'll just say you're on the podcast because you are on the podcast. So <laughs> that would be fun. I've always wanted to go to one of those games, never have. Sox Attic isn't with us. We ain't going. <laughs> we're fucking going. Hey, <laughs> while we're over at Fenway, we could swing over and check out a Woo Sox game. Joe said, hit any, anytime we want to stop in, just let him know. That's so, good. that's good. But uh, DC, any closing thoughts for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see how they kind of responded the last two series after the uh, the race series. That was um, 
that was gut-wrenching to be honest with you uh we got absolutely demoralized in that series um chris sale having that great outing two games ago tanner how coming out and giving seven innings pitch kk you know turning around getting hit safely out of eight out of nine it's good you know there's good signs that you know we're turning the corner we're 10 and 10 right now um i i i do think we could be over 500 at the end of the year or not at the end of the year obviously i hope we're over 500 at the end of the year but at the <laughs> yeah, end of the month um we do have three tough series uh the brewers are playing well orioles are orioles are a juggernaut i i think i think that you know they put it all together once they get their pitching man guys like gray rod uh dl hall gets his command and they have those guys up there performing in the majors they're going to be an issue for years to come and i and I, I truly believe that um and then we have the guardians and they always give us a hard time um i don't know what it is i don't know if tito you know kind of prepares a little bit harder for the red sox you know for how we did him on his way out but uh but shout out tito i love tito franco he's uh he's an awesome dude um mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, man. I, I feel a lot better than I did about 10 days ago. So mm. that's all we can do, right? It's only the first, the first full month of the season. We got five more to go. Anything can happen. I'm, I'm hoping six. I'm hoping six more. Well, yeah, five more of the regular season. And then, you know, that's when the business starts. Yeah. So, hey, guys, thanks for stopping in. Make sure uh, you guys all check us out. So, well, hey, hold on. Let's just go for a quick, uh, a quick break, and I gotta go play Daddy Duty, but y'all okay. enjoy it. Hey, DC, on my, take uh, care. My uh, Thomas said hello, and hope the Brewers lose. <laughs> Thanks, Definitely Mom, will. Lisa. Good seeing you. Bye. Well, good seeing you. See you. See you, Josh. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's sit there and go right to our uh, interview here with with Andy. It'll be a quick uh, a quick moment, but uh, no, uh, the Brewers are coming up. If you don't mind, Melissa, you want you want to stick around? I can stick around. We're sit there and we're talk Brewers with Andy. Uh, man, let's uh, let's sit there and talk a little preview of what's going on with the upcoming series. Yeah, uh, there's. Yeah, they got per pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they got Peralta on, on on the mound tomorrow against us. Miley, and then man, uh, we face Corbin Burns. So, <clears throat> well, let's uh, let's bring on Andy, and we're gonna talk a little Brewers, guys. Hey, Andy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Can you hear us, Andy? We're having a little technical difficulties. Well, while Andy's fixing that, uh, yeah, we got Pavetta going out. We got Whitlock. And we got Brian, man, Brian Bayo's going against Burns. Like, why do we keep doing it to that kid? <laughs> that had to be a head, a head trip to go against Otani for him. For Bayo. Yeah. I can't imagine. 
Oh man, going against Otani. Now he's going against Corbin Burns. So, yeah, um, we're still trying to get AJ in, Andy in here. And, man, but uh, we got Brian Bayo once again, like, going against Cor uh, Burns. But, no, overall, like, Milwaukee's just been ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee is 14-5. and five. They're, they're sitting there, and they're just they're leading their division. Yeah, I'm seven hundred fifty. Where, where was it? Uh, yeah. So yeah, and and surprisingly, the Pirates are right behind them. I that's what's whenever we played them, I was like, maybe they're just. It made me feel better if they're actually a good team. It seems like that may be the case. Yeah, uh, we had Cody Duncan on uh, talking about the Pirates, and they're just. They're a young team, and they're all on fire right now at the same time. You know, their pitching staff is just ridiculous. Uh, you know, just like Milwaukee's. Like, they're they're up there, and no one, no one thought that they would be competing like they are. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. Uh, they, they went and had uh, – they traded Josh Hader last year. Uh and man, it's just it's it's just overall they're they're just producing, they're dominating. So but whining. What is up with Red what is up with Red Sox podcast? Like like Joey has like what the the, the cows and the cat and <laughs> I have a oh, cat too. I don't know if he does he have a cow. Oh, but that might that might have been from section ten. Uh, they, they always said Holy like, Mick. Oh, uh, like a cow. No, yeah, they always, always hear Joey's cat. Oh, uh, all all the time. It's and uh, Joey always sits there and says like he doesn't even start until that's so funny. Like the podcast that's starts recording. <laughs> that's so funny. yeah. I She's uh, normally out, but my daughter left and put her in her room, so she's the dog's whining, but she's home now, so she should stop. I think maybe he didn't allow, you know, you just do allow um, permission for them to use your, like, yeah, maybe, that's uh, what I'm guessing. Yeah, he's, he said he's going to switch over to his phone and jump on. Oh, okay. So, but, hey, uh, I, I can't wait to sit there and talk to him because... The Brewers are one of those exciting teams so far this year. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why I'm a little I'm good. Now. <laughs> hey, there you are, Andy. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, man, can't wait to sit there and talk a little uh, Brewers baseball with you. Talk about the upcoming series against the Red Sox. You guys are you guys are starting out the season on fire, 14 and 5. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself first. Well, I'm a lifelong Brewers fan. I started watching the Brewers back in the late 80s with Robin Yelp, Paul Molitor. I remember when Pat Listash won the Rookie of the Year, um, Teddy Higuera, stuff like that. And then, you know, you go through a pretty rough spell in the 90s, um, okay baseball. 
Um, and then probably the last 15 years, you know, we've had some competitive teams and, and uh, you know, some really good baseball players from, from the Brewers All-Stars, you know, whether it was Prince Fielder or Corey Hart, um, uh, Ryan Braun, don't yell at me for that one. He's still a good ball player, but, you know, he had his little issues. So, um, yeah, love watching the Brewers. Um, it's a little challenge out here now because they got this Bally thing going on that runs, uh, you know, that televises all the all the games now so it's kind of goofy how you got to get apps and stuff you can't just watch it on okay you know. i actually have a question about that i've been on a couple of podcasts and they'll at, say something about the valley thing and i'm like because i'm in texas i have no clue what that is so it's just like a cable company that's not yep okay. they own the they own the rights to pro, um broadcast the games so you actually have to have the Bally app to do it. Oh, okay. Because it been asked several times, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, like live on a podcast. And I'm like, right. I don't it's know. <laughs> it's really silly too because you can have Hulu, you can have all these other apps, but mm -hmm. none of them support the Bally. You have to buy the Bally app separate. So oh. it's kind of crazy. Okay. But a lot of guys no, are, no. are getting it. Um, it. It is what it is. So mm -hmm. still, still catch up with the team and everything. So it's good. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh three game series you guys uh are playing against the Red Sox. Yep. Uh tomorrow night we got Nick Pavetta going against Peralta. Uh tell us a little bit about Peralta. Uh this year he's doing really good two and one uh two and one with uh what a three point one eight ERA. Yep. Well fastball Freddie. Um you got probably one of the better fastballs in spin rate in all of major league baseball. I mean that's what the Brewers saw with him when he was younger. Uh, he started out with them, um, and that's all he had. I mean, he just had a fastball. If you watched him his first couple of years in the big leagues, he had nothing to complement it. But it was such a good fastball. He was still, with just a fastball, somewhat effective at when he was younger. He's developed some other pitches, his slider. Um, I think he started to mix a curveball in there a little bit. And they're definitely not as good as, as some of the better, you know, curveball and slider pitchers in the league. But because his fastball is so good, he's he, sometimes he can be really, really tough. So it, it's it's a good matchup. And you guys got Pavetta going. For what it's worth, he's been on my fantasy baseball team in the past. So mm -hmm. I know a little bit about him. And um, it, I think it'll be a good pitching matchup. I haven't really paid attention to him this year on how he's doing. But, uh, you know, Peralta will give you guys a little bit of trouble. But, I mean, you guys are hitting the ball well. You got um, – is it uh, – Verdego at the top of the lineup yep. and, and and he's just tearing the cover off the ball and then um you know Devers is he is what it is I mean he's just I, I don't know how you guys get rid of guys like you know Mookie Betts and then and then you pick up you know guys like him it's just incredible so it should be a good matchup in the first game pitching and hitting wise all the way around yeah uh Pavetta's his numbers don't show exactly how well he's been pitching because he hadn't really got some run support uh, as much as we would hope though so far this year. Uh, so I think that pitching matchup is pretty good uh, today. Uh, Melissa, would you sit there and say would be the first what all around great, like starting pitching and hitting all complementing each other at once, even the bullpen up until uh, Ryan Brazier. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was odd <laughs> because it's not been what we've had so far. I mean, we've had yeah. some good good times where it'd be good and then it would be scary. But today was 
Today was good. I, I've actually, my throat kind of hurts from screaming so much during the game. <laughs> I yelled a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, next up, uh, starting pitching, uh, we got Whitlock we're throwing out there against Miley. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about Miley. Well, he's really reinvented himself, I guess, in my opinion, in the last couple of years. You know, he's bounced around from different team to team. He's back with the Brewers this year. And Wade Miley, it's kind of what you're seeing with some of these pitchers as they get older is they learn that they need to become more and more crafty. I mean, Wade Miley, it kind of reminds me of, you know, he's not going to overpower you by any means, but you're, you're going to guess what he's going to throw. And he's got, he's got the kitchen sink to throw at you, you know? Mm. So it kind of, he's kind of becoming one of those throwback pitchers from the early nineties where you're not going to throw hard, but he's going to adopt the corners. He's going to mix stuff in and you're not going to know what's coming. I think if I remember right, his last outing, I think he went eight innings. He either went seven or eight oh. against Darvish and Darvish had 12 strikeouts for the Padres and, and Miley beat him. I mean, it mm -hmm. was, it, he's just, he's that crafty veteran that, you know, he goes up on the mound and he looks, I quote unquote, if I can say this on here, a dirt ball. I mean, he just, yeah. his hair's everywhere, big beard. I mean, but he's going to make it work for everything you get. You don't know what's coming. So it should be a good matchup. On, on the flip side, you know, he's not going to overpower you. So if you guys, you know, get on his fastball, if you can, you know, get on him, he's hittable. It's just whether you, you know, you, you can't get caught guessing is really what it is with him. Yeah, and he's going up against Garrett Whitlock. And, and Whitlock, uh, since coming back uh, from his rehab assignment in uh, AAA, he looked pretty good. Like, his first start was amazing. Uh, kind of like he was trying to fight for that starting uh, starting pitching role. And the Red Sox since then kind of expanded. We're going to give a round or two to six starting pitchers to give a little extra day of rest. And uh, Whitlock's the type of pitcher I think that can, you know, bring it to you. And uh, he can definitely sit there and make you wonder what's the next pitch coming. Uh, we call him the right-handed version of Chris Sale. Uh, he's got a mean slider. When that slider's on, and just like Sale, it's, it's nasty. So next, on, next up, which Melissa and I were, were talking a little bit, we got okay. uh, we got Brian Bayo going against Corbin Burns. Sure, and we were we were just talking like we wondered why are we doing this to this young kid? His, <laughs> his, his first start, we're gonna throw him against Shohei, yeah. and, and and then next up, we're gonna throw throw him against you know Corbin Burns. <laughs> right. So it, it's it's like man, right from the door, we're gonna sit there and see what you got because Corbin Burns is an amazing pitcher. You're right. Uh, I don't honestly know after what they the Brewers organization tried to do to him uh, during arbitration. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be hard to try to keep him now after that. Uh, what you can tell us a little bit about the arbitration and Corbin Burns as a pitcher? Well, we'll start talk about the arbitration, and, and it, it's it's not just the arbitration with Corbin Burns. It, you're starting to see it, and there's a lot of questions with the owner Anastasio right now and what his what his vision is for the Brewers going forward, because it just doesn't seem like he wants to spend money anymore. And it's, it's different than when he first started, you know, 
when he first took over the Brewers, he was willing to spend money. He, he put their payroll up to where they had never been before, and they were competitive. I mean, even that one year, they were one game away from the World Series. Now you're starting to see, and I know that he invested in a soccer team. I can't remember which one it was, but he invested in a soccer team. And there's been whispers and, and questions of, is he really still invested in the Brewers? Is it still, is that where he still wants to put his money in? So you really don't know. And then now this Corbin Burns thing with the, you know, it was, is 750,000, I think was the difference. Yeah. And with a guy like that, I mean, they even interviewed Burns, you know, I think it was a couple days later after it was all said and done. And, and you can tell he's, he's pretty, he's pretty burned on that. It, it doesn't uh, sit well with him and, you know, he's going to get big money next year. It's just, he is. There's there's no two ways about it, whether he gets Garrett Cole money or, or whatever. He's he's going to get big money somewhere, and he's going to have a great career. He's, you know, he's a he's more of a fastball pitcher than anything uh, because his, his two-seamer and uh, and and it, it just moves so much. He's got so much movement on his, on, his, on his fastballs that he throws, and then he can go and mix in a slider um, and a curveball, and it's just, once again he's like the wade miley that can throw 98 you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so you got a two-seamer coming in or a sinker coming in at 96 98 good luck and that's really what you know you're going to get with him um he started out the year his first start and it might have been even his second start were pretty rough but he righted his he's righted the ship and he's last two starts he's just been cruising so um, yeah, that's that's a tough one, especially if you got a rookie going up against him. So, yeah, and uh, Bayo's he has a lot of potential. He worked with uh, Pedro in the offseason on his changeup. Uh, Pedro sit there and, and is giving a lot of praise to this kid, saying sure. that he's as good as he was at that age. Sure. So, you know, so that's that's a lot of you know praise, but praise can only go so far if you can't fulfill it on the mound, right? So. Uh, th- that's going to be uh, another one of those must-see matchups that you're going to have to watch out and see how it plays out because Bayo didn't look too good on uh, Marathon Monday against Shohei, and your second start on paper doesn't look uh, too good itself there. I'm going to believe in Bayo, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to choose to. Well, you guys really as good. You guys got the lineup that can that can do damage at times. So I mean, it's not going to be a walk in the park for Burns by any means. Uh, can I ask you guys a question? I was thinking about this today. What's uh, so Casas? Is that how you say it, Casas? Tristan Casas. 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 So what do you what do you guys think of him? Um, you know, I follow a lot of baseball. You know, so I do follow some of the Red Sox, and I I have a couple on my fantasy team, and you know that uh i've i've heard that he's kind of seeming like he's a little bit lost right now um it seems like he he did okay last night but uh hasn't been really swinging the bat like they i think they expected is that kind of your take on that too um let's see what you want to start this one yeah um I, he's one of the people i was most excited to watch this year because he his discipline at the plate is very good um and um and he and he can hit and uh but uh he has been lost, like you said. Just seems a little lost. That every time he comes up, I'm like, okay, this is when the Casas I know is going to show up. And um, and he has. I mean, he he had that. You know, we had all the um, all those the balls, and he you know was so disciplined. And 
Um, so I, it's just, I, I guess I'm going to hope that he shows up the costest that I know he can be, but you're right. He has been lost. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Casas, he's he's only batting one thirty. He 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 does show he has power. He has two home runs, uh, with what was it seven RBIs. Uh, I just I I love. It's gonna take a little while for him to get going, but I love how patient he is. Today he had a thir- he had a thirteen uh pitch at bat, uh, and and ended it in a walk. So you know he has patience to wait for his pitch. It's just he's not not getting you know taking his time to get when he hits the ball it's not for uh power you know all the time you know he's lining out he's grounding out and i i just love how young this kid is to where he is able to be patient yeah because discipline uh, is crazy yeah because the, the plate discipline is one of the hardest things to learn in you know professional baseball and he's already got the plate discipline down. Now he just needs to hit some contact with the ball and everything else should fall right in place. Well, that's, you know, that's good to hear. Like I said, he's, uh, he's on my fantasy team. So, you know, Hey, I just want to, want to see him go a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk, let's talk about hitters for the Brewers. You know, you, you guys got uh, some new guys on the team this year. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about the, the Brewers lineup. Well, so they have Christian Yelich at the leading off. He's been leading off most of the year. Um, last year, towards the end of the year, they said he started to uh, have some exit velocity, similar to when he won his MVPs. Um, but he's been super inconsistent again this year. Um, he'll have he'll go three for four, and then two games in a row he'll go zero for four. Um, when I watch him, he seems to be a lot it's like he's behind the ball, like the, the 96, 97, 98. He can't, it doesn't seem like to me, he can catch up to that anymore. He, he barrels them, but they're always opposite field, which is fine. But if you remember and anybody that watched him during his MVP campaigns, he could hit the ball all over the field, whether it was pulling the ball dead center, left to right, it was everywhere. So he just, he's not what he once was, but they have him up there because (laughs) I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know why they have him there. It's, it's, it's to me, it's, they got guys that are faster. um, And I think they got guys that like, and he just went on the disabled list, but Garrett Mitchell was one that, you know, one of their, and I can talk about it in a second. They call him the freshman. Um, They got uh, four guys that, you know, right now are their top prospects and three of them are up right now. So while Mitchell, I shouldn't say that he just went on the IL, but, so you got, you know, you got Yelich at the top of the lineup. Uh, Willie Adamas has actually started the year off better than he, he has in a long time. Um, I watched an interview um, the other day with him, and he is uh, he's taking more walks. He's going to have the most walks. He's second most walks he's ever had in any month of his career. So he's been real pl- patient at the plate. He's sitting uh, off the top of my head for around 254, I think, somewhere in there. Um, but he's, whereas in past years, he started out in the low two hundreds. So he's, he's doing a lot better. Um, we picked up that, the Winker, um, and he's been okay at best. Um, you have Rowdy Telesio mix in there and he's a guy that's kind of feast or famine with the long ball. You know, yeah. if, if he gets a hold of one, it's, it's going, 
but you're not going to see a lot of singles or, or, or doubles from him. It's, it's home run or nothing almost all the time. Um, and then you got, uh, you know, at second base, they have their, one of their freshmen, Bryce Terang, and he's been a, a pleasant surprise. Um, seems to be real consistent. He's fast. Um, seems to be getting on base a, a decent amount and, and giving you good quality at bats. So that's, you know, that's good. Um, we got the Contreras brother, and he's been pretty good. And then our, our, on the other side, our, our secondary catcher, Carantini, sitting like 400. So, so those two have been really good. And and a lot of the hitting has been timely, which I think speaks to our record. I mean, we're putting up runs when we need to. You know, if we're down two, I, I don't think they're too worried. And I think we have the speed on the base pass that that helps with that. One of the other, you know, younger guys they have, this Joey Weimer, the guy's a, a lightning bolt. That being said, he can't hit a curveball to save his life. But um, if he gets on base, you might as well just give him a double, especially with the new rules, um, you know, only being able to check a runner twice. So which might go to once from what I hear. So um, it, it's uh, it's an exciting lineup. There's a lot of uh, there. It's a lot of speed, which which I, I like with some of these young guys, um, which we haven't had in the last couple of years. So it, it's kind of. They're moving guys around. There's a little bit more small ball being played. Um, they're not just relying on the home run, and I think that's helping them. Yeah. Uh, to touch uh, touch with uh, Weimer, uh, the Red Sox have a guy, uh, Mondesi, who's on the IL right now. But uh, what, they're, what they're playing with now in AAA to where you have a, a pinch runner, I think that could change the whole dynamics of baseball if you had that fast guy on the on the bench where you could throw that pinch runner on there. And yep. like you, like you said, Weimer's one of those guys, if, you know, he's, a, if he's able to be pinch run, you know, if that rule takes effect in the majors, you know, he's just like Bondesi, you he could be on third in, in a matter of a couple, a couple pitches. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. It's maybe a little bit later, we could talk about the new rule changes. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit passionate about that, but uh to continue on the lineup just a little bit, I, I think the Brewers are, are the way their lineup is right now. It, uh, it's one of those, you, you're going to get runs. You just, it could be from any part of the lineup. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now, which is a good thing to have. Um, that's mm-hmm. why you're 14 and five. Um, yeah. you're, you, you, you can score at any part of the lineup at any, any night. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of nice because you, you know, I think it was uh, the other night they were down two to nothing early. And I'm like, oh, this, you know, you're just not worried like you used to be. And it, mm-hmm. I think it takes some pressure off the pitching, too. And that's why their their bullpen has been so good, I think, too, because they're not coming in and having to, you know, protect a one run lead or they're not, you know, having to, you know, worry whether they're going to get runs because they're going to get them. So, yeah, uh, the Red Sox on their end. We're kind of hit or miss some days, yes. you know. I like that consistency that y'all seem to have. That yeah, uh, you know, at the at the one and the two spot, I lo- I love it. We got Verdugo leading off. Uh, we got Devers at the two spot. Uh, Justin Turner, it's hit or miss sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Then uh, we got uh, Massa, and he's just been you know struggling. He had a small stint uh, where he was just day to day. Uh, with a with a tight hammy, uh, we've got uh, Kike Hernandez, who's been he's been heating up lately. 
So he's one of the p- key pieces we need to, uh, to get going and moving forward. Uh, we got, uh, let's see here, Christian Arroyo and uh, Yu Chang. They're kind of split in second base right now. Uh, Chang just hit, hit a monster today to, to help uh, get off his little slumpy head. His first game back on from paternity leave. Our catching status is 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 kind of like uh, night and day a little bit. Wong is doing great behind the plate, calling the game, uh, throwing out runners on, on defensively. His offense is not really there yet. But then you got Reese McGuire, who's batting uh, before today's game. He was batting four oh five. You know they both are getting on base with with they both have four doubles this season. So that's not bad uh, from a catcher's spot, especially when there's maybe a handful of catchers that are great catchers, uh, both offensively and defensively in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, we've got Rob uh, Rev Schneider. We got Tapia. We just called up Jaron Duran. Uh, Jaron Duran's looking like a completely different guy this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he's going in with the mentality of, I'm going to play baseball and just have fun. And it's working out for him with, you know, not having that pressure behind them. So uh, overall on paper, we've got an excellent lineup, just like you guys do. It's just, you guys are running on all cylinders right now where we're having small hiccups uh, here and there from certain players. Yeah. And, and knock on wood that we continue to run all so on all cylinders. Cause it was a couple of years ago we were, yeah, I think first in NL Central at, at the All-Star break and then just collapsed. So, you know, anything can happen. It's a long season. So you, you just never know what's going to what's gonna mm-hmm. come to fruition. Yeah. So let's, let's head over to the bullpen-wise. You guys' bullpen, uh, well, you guys lost and traded uh, Josh Hader last year. And, man, it, everybody thought that that was going to be your the beginning of the end for your bullpen. But it's it's that you guys are still rebuilt a little bit, and you're you're just as strong as you ever been uh, without Hater. Right. So it's it's real interesting. I I, I think Chris Hook is an excellent pitching coach. Um, you, you can see that they're um, he, he well the Brewers organization as a whole. Um, they have their their pitching lab down in Arizona, and you can just see the development of pitchers over the years from them in, in the last probably five to seven years, you know, Hater. Now we have Devin Williams, Corbin Burns, Brent, you know, uh, Wood, um, Woodruff, yeah, Freddie Peralta. They got Ashby, um, uh, Hauser. So you get all these pitchers that are just, uh, they, they develop them and it's incredible. Um, and now you look at, like you said, you trade away Hater, and now you have Devin Williams who has a, a filthy, filthy changeup. Uh, you know, they call it the airbender. I mean, it just, you don't know what it's going to do, but it's coming in there and it's going to go one way or another. And it it, it just makes look makes hitters look silly. Um, and then, like, I'll be honest, half these new middle relief guys are, are new this year. I mean, the Strzlecki guy, um, last year, they didn't even, he wasn't even on their radar last year. And now he's, he's throwing really well for them. He, he's a little rough last night, but, you know, um, they just, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Matt Bush has kind of resurrected his career a little bit as a middle relief guy. Um, you know, he was with the Rangers for a long time. Um, 
we got a new guy, Wilson. Like I said, some of these guys are, are brand new, and I've, you know, you've seen them pitch a few times so far. So I'm not, you know, you know the main parts, but uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. They've been able that bullpen, which you could call it a patchwork bullpen, because it, it's it's new, um, has mm-hmm. been just fantastic. So um, I'll get to know them better as the year goes on. But we're you know 19 games in, and and like so many new faces in that bullpen, like you said, they trade away guys and, and it's like they didn't miss a beat. So it's, it's pretty awesome. And Devin Williams is just, he's just, is what it is. You got a guy that can push it between 95 to 98 with his fastball and then throw you a change up that, you know, falls off of the shelf either to the right or left. You just don't know what it's going to do. And it makes guys look like they, they've never swung a bat before. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I love how Devin Williams just moved into the closer role like he didn't miss a beat. Uh, it was I always hated watching the Brewers because all of a sudden, if you if you had like Corbin Burns go six innings, seven innings, and there was a one-run lead, you knew it was almost impossible to get a hit because you had Devin Williams was your setup man. Yep. And then, then Hader came in as your closer, and it's like – what do you do against them? You know what I mean? Right. Now it's your, your setup man is kind of by committee right now um, with all these, these new middle relief guys. They haven't really, there hasn't been really a a set person right now. Um, But uh, yeah, it's, it's been working for them. So if it isn't broke right now, don't fix it. I don't know if you'll see a a designated setup guy. It seems like council, you know, is kind of just, feeling it out right now, but all of them are performing. So it may be a, a situation where it's a lefty on lefty matchup or, or, or whatever it is. So, yeah, uh, the Red Sox, like the Brewers went out and got uh, pretty much a complete, you know, makeover on the Red Sox bullpen. Uh, we started from the back. We got Kenley Jansen. Yep. Then we, we went and got uh, Martin Martin's on the 15 day IL. Uh, we had we have Blyer, we've got Shriver, Zach Kelly, uh, Caleb Ort, we've got Ryan Brazier, but then we we got Josh Winkowski, who has transitioned to be an amazing uh, long relief guy for us. You know, uh, now we also brought back up Cutter Crawford, and he's also doing that that role, which our starting pitching right now is we don't know if they're going to go three innings, five innings, or seven innings. But I'm so glad we've got Winkowski and Cutter Crawford now to kind of eat up those innings in between. Uh, Melissa, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about our our bullpen. Uh, Compare last year's bullpen to this year's, and, you know, what are your thoughts on on how much they've changed and improved? Oh, last year it was not fun at all this year about oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's um it's definitely much better our bullpen has actually been um the better of our pitching of course our starting it, it's kind of hit or miss and a lot of times more miss you know so uh, yeah i feel more comfortable especially um with having a closer that can come in now that um it's not like you know he's a closer and you can feel mm-hmm. confident in that that feels good to know when Jansen comes in, it's, you know, it's I looked the, I looked the other day and it seems like he's doing pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. he seems to be throwing the ball really well still. 
um, mm-hmm. still seems to be, you know, his dominant self mm-hmm. uh, that he's been for, you know, whether it was the Dodgers or even earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do, do a little quick, uh, quick thing where we go, what name one Red Sox player that you would not want to face bottom of the ninth, two outs. Current? Current, current red current Red Sox player for this series that that you know the Brewers are are tied game and Devin Williams is on the mound. I'll, so I'll be honest, you know it's it's probably between Devers and Verdugo. Is it Verdugo or Verdugo? Verdugo. You know, but I would think it seems Verdugo is just putting the bat on the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's where Devers is is. You know, he's going to – he's got the power. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, Verdugo, he just puts the bat on the ball. It just seems like that's what he's doing he's this more year. consistent right now for sure. Without question. And mm-hmm. that's probably the guy I wouldn't want to see, you know. Exactly. He's going to get on base or he's going to hit a double or, you know, he's got power too. It's it, mm-hmm. He's he's become a really good, good ball player for you guys and, and maybe hopefully for a long time. You know, I'm kind of a fan, you know, because he he just he's come up through the organization. It seems like they developed him. If I'm right, I, I yeah. believe I'm right. They uh, the, we got him no, no. yeah, well, we traded him uh, for the Mookie Betts trade. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, but he but came he, up. But he was still young. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And it, he he just seems like he's what is he? Twenty four, twenty five, something like I that. I think he's older than that. I think he's. Older I, th- than I thought he was twenty seven. I thought he was, yeah, about 27, 28, but let me see for Dugo age. And he struggled a little bit, like 26. So, 26. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he kind of struggled last year, and um, Alex Cora um, told him told him about himself, and at first he got kind of offended, and then he was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on yeah. off season, and he definitely did. He, he trimmed up. He is more disciplined at the plate. He's hitting, he's definitely, definitely well, yeah. better, like, like I said, you you he can do it all. It seems like he can hit for power. He can hit for average. It seems like he's he's fairly fast. So that's probably the guy right now that you guys have that I I wouldn't want coming up with, you know, the game on the line because I think he's he's just hot and he could he could really hurt you anyway. So, uh, uh, me personally, I hate asking this question because every person every every person on every team that we interviewed someone for, the person I I mentioned goes off but i'm gonna sit there and say brian anderson yeah oh my god brian anderson i i loved watching him down in miami uh now that he's on the the brewers you know he's he's turned it up because he gets to play a lot more every day uh he has three home runs 15 rbis he's batting 273 he is he's one of those guys that i i just i'm afraid of right now and i wouldn't want to sit there and have him uh, up up the bat, and it's crazy because I totally forgot about him when we were talking earlier, and it it's kind of like the new your new toy that you have that's that's super cool, and you know I'm waiting for him to cool off, but he's not like he is just he's tearing the cover off the ball and he's doing amazing, and it, like I said, you just maybe he's gonna cool off, but maybe this everyday thing that he gets here, um, and just a new you know, a new team. Sometimes that can that can change everything for somebody. So hopefully, uh, 
hopefully he continues because it's going to be a little bit of a log jam too for us when Urias comes back. He's on the IL, mm-hmm. and they've been real high on him the last couple of years, and he's done well. Um, you know, and he's he's was young, and now he's been in the league a few years, so we're excited about him. But we have depth with with that infield, which is like I said, it's fantastic. So, you know, hopefully Anderson continues to get more time to play, but it'll be real interesting once Urias comes back because he was, uh, I think there was an anticipated platoon there between those two. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll have to see what happens. <coughs> so three-game series, who are you picking for your Brewers three-game series MVP? Oh, um, you know... I think I think I'm going to take a stab at, and say that uh, I'm going to go with Terrain because he's just he's one of the like I said the freshman we call him and he's just he's exciting to watch. It seems like he's smooth. He's got a real feel for the game. He's fast, um, and I, I just think as the year continues to progress, it, it, he doesn't seem phased yet. He's not ripping the ball, but I just have a feeling with him. I, I just like him. And and maybe that's just my bias of, Hey, this is a new guy, but man, he's, he's really, he's shown up um, on the field and defensively he's been good. And I could be completely wrong. I might be just throwing a dart at the wall right now. And it could be, you know, They've all been performing so well. Like you said, Anderson, Rowdy Tellez could come out and hit a home run. It's really hard to say, but maybe I'll just go with Terang and and see what happens. I could be completely out of my mind here, and he may have a terrible series. But he's just seems like he's a cool cat. And, you know, as a rookie, he just doesn't seem to be phased. So, Melissa, pick one for the Red Sox. Who's going to be our series MVP? I'm going to say Verdugo. <laughs> I want to say Verdugo. He's, you know, in Fuego. He's on fire. He is, yeah. And and I think when you catch on fire like that and you're doing so well that you just, you know, get catch that momentum, it's gonna keep going. Yeah, he's, he's feeling it. That's no doubt. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say the series MVP is will be on the pitching side. Okay. And it's gonna be it's gonna be Kenley Jansen. Two. Okay. Uh, he, he's gonna. Uh, I'm predicting uh, two. Two innings pitched. I'm gonna say five strikeouts and no earned runs. So I'm gonna sit there and be optimistic. Kenley Jansen's gonna be our uh, series MVP, getting two saves back to back. So uh, it'll, it'll be a good series either way you look at it. I think you got two teams with, you know, they both have a lot of talent. One is obviously super hot right now, and I think you guys. You know, you guys are, as the year goes on, you're going to get where you need to be. I, I don't think, I don't see you guys finishing towards the bottom. I think you'll finish in the top three in your division, one, two, or three. Um, you got a lot of new moving pieces. And once that team gels together, I think that's, that's gonna going to turn things around to where the whole team is performing. I just have that feeling. And I think Core is a good manager to do that. So, yeah. I like the way you think. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Red Sox fans would not agree because we have, they're uh, so negative. Oh, my Lord, Twitter is just... Toxic. Oh, Twitter's evil sometimes. Oh, oh man. So, uh, <laughs> last question, Andy. What's the series record going to be? Three-game three, three game series, 
get, give us what, what the Brewers are going to do. Well, I think you, I, th- I think the Brewers take the series. I just think right now they're so consistent. So I think we'll take two. You guys will get one. Um, but I think the games will be competitive. Um, I don't think it's going to be an easy series for us by any means, unless you see us shut down your lineup, which I don't think that happens. You know, I, as good as I, as much as I believe in Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns and, and Wade Miley is in his last outing was unbelievable. You know, I still think that you guys have a, a good lineup. That being said, our pitching just shut down the Padres. So, you know, we have the pitching that, that can shut people down and our hitting is really good right now. That being said, we could go out there and or go against you guys and have a terrible series, but we haven't seen that yet. They've won, I think they've won every series they played. So I'm going to say Brewers take two out of three, um, but with close games. Melissa, what about you? Unfortunately, I agree with him. Oh, I think they're going to take the series, if I'm honest. I mean, with the high I had today with the game, I would be like, oh, yeah, we're going to sweep. But to be realistic, just because their record is so good and their pitching is so good, like, I'm going to say that they're going to take it two out of three. I mean, yeah, we're going to get one. That's, that, I hate I hate to even say I'm the optimistic person. I'm like the one that's always – I don't like to even say it, but if I'm honest, that's uh, what I'm going to go with. Well, I'm going to have to go and stick with my Kenley Jansen. If he's getting two saves, that means we got to go two, yeah, two and one. Yeah. Two and one. There you so, go. So I'm sitting there to say, uh, I, I'm going to say Burns will, will be the one we probably are going to lose. But we can always surprise. We're going to win because Bayo uh, is going to show up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but overall, I. The one I'm more I'm more concerned about is, is the Wade My, uh, Miley pitch, you know, game. Like, like he said, My, Wade Miley was lights out last time he went out, and he's he's the one that scares me a little bit more than Burns, and, and that's saying something because Burns is is a phenomenal pitcher. So, but oh, Mookie Betts just takes over a shortstop. But anyways, uh, it, it just came across my phone. I was like. <laughs> But uh, hey, Andy, uh, thanks for stopping by. Really appreciate talking uh, talking Brewers Red Sox series with you, uh, because here at the Pesky Podcast, we, we try to bring uh, people that know the uh, teams, writers, reporters, podcasters, sure. you know, fans that love the people that we're playing against, so we can bring them on. So when the Red Sox fans listen, they can hear who we're going against, who to sure. watch, and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's something that, that we do that I can't find anywhere else. And, you know, we're glad that Andy, you came on to talk some Brewers baseball with us. Well, it was real fun to, fun to be on. This is the first time I've done anything like this. And I love baseball. You know, like I said, I, I play in a fantasy keeper league. I'm watching baseball all the time. I'm kind of a baseball fanatic. So it's, uh, this was cool for me. Um, cause obviously you see podcasts out there and you never get to kind of comment and, a lot of times you're sitting at home watching one. You're like, "Oh, come on, you didn't say that, really." <laughs> and hopefully, people weren't like, "That guy didn't say that, really," because that's no, what I say all the no, time. No, you did great. You did wonderful. I thought yeah. you had been on them. You seem you're natural, definitely natural. So, well, I enjoyed it, guys, and uh, I'll try to uh, I'll keep following the Pesky podcast because I do enjoy the uh, the baseball updates from the Red Sox because it's still fun to see that. 
and stuff like that. So, yeah, we got some great interviews we've had. We had Keith Folk on. Uh, Melissa helped us out getting Keith Folk on our podcast. We got Devin Moraro coming on. Uh, we got plenty of great interviews coming uh, in the future, too. So, uh, Andy, thanks a lot for stopping by. So, Melissa, Andy, thanks for coming on the Pesky Podcast. See you guys next time. Take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.